Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Well, USMEF's annual strategic planning conference took place November the 9th through the 11th at the Omni Hotel in Oklahoma City, where the general session focused on Japan and USMEF's Tokyo office is celebrating its 45th year. I had the opportunity to sit down with Yama, the director of USMEF Japan, Kato, the marketing director USMEF Japan, and Taz, the director of consumer affairs with USMEF Japan, to talk about how they're making headways for US beef in Japan. For this episode of The Road to Rule Prosperity, we'll be featuring my conversations with Yama, Kato, and Taz as they talk about the opportunities for U.S. beef in Japan and the current challenges. We'll be back to talk with Yama right after this. Hi, I'm Monica Collison, President and CEO of Union Mutual Insurance. Like you, I have lived my life in rural Oklahoma. In fact, my family has farmed and ranched in our great state for over a hundred years. I know firsthand how important it is to protect your farm, ranch, or home with coverage you can count on every day. Union Mutual would be honored to protect your family with the finest insurance coverage you can buy. Call your local Union Mutual agent today or visit us on our website at unionmutualic.com. We're visiting today with Yama. He's the director of USMEF Japan. Talk to us a little about uh, the important relationship between the U.S. and Japan for beef. Okay, um, the you know important you know re- relationship between U.S. and Japan is uh, you know uh, uh, li- you know reliable supplier for U.S. because you know Japan we have uh, you know uh, limited uh, you know uh, production uh, cattle production in Japan. That's why you know uh, more than sixty percent we have to import. So that's why you know the history you know, between the US Japan uh, regarding you know uh, beef. Yeah, we try to uh, so Japanese you know uh, buyers try to you know uh, uh, merchandise you know uh, beef. Yeah, uh, this you know uh, how do I say you know to to introduce you know Japanese you know kind of uh, customers, food service and the retailers. So it's a long long history. Yeah. Well, now you, you mentioned the number two global importer of pork, the number three in beef. So how does Japan add value to the U.S. beef industry? I know they take different parts of the cow. Uh-huh. Yeah. One, uh, you know, uh, how to say, good example is a beef ton. Okay. So beef ton, you know, the uh, price in Japan is uh, now I think it's uh, eight or nine dollars per pound. Wow. Yeah, very expensive, and uh, retail price is you know almost a double of that. Uh, that's a sixteen or you know eighteen dollars you know per pound. Okay, so that's you know Japanese uh, you know market is uh, create you know additional value for you know uh, U.S. Uh, you know meat industry and also uh, cattle producers to add the value. So we call that you know export premium. Yes. Okay, yeah, tan is one example. Okay, and also yeah maybe you don't eat but uh, intestine. Yeah, intestine. Yeah, yeah, intestine. Almost zero. Okay, intestine is rendering in the United States, but uh, if you you know ship to Japan, intestines are very good. Uh, how do I say? Uh, barbecue item. Okay, barbecue item. Yeah. Of course, uh, some guys say you know it's a chewy. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna let you keep that one, Yama. You can keep the intestines. <laughs> what are some of the current challenges that you're facing in that market? Okay, uh, yeah, biggest challenge is the price, okay? Because of, uh, you know, uh, currency, you know, exchange rate to Japan, Japanese yen is weaker. 
so that uh, you know the Japanese importers and you know, receiving costs is you know very very expensive you know compared to uh, you know uh, you know a couple of years ago and also you know market price in the United States you know yes now you know high high uh, you know price so that's a challenge however I think you know again uh, Japanese market is a very high value market so people want to uh, people pay uh, if the uh, quality is good yeah so I think you know high quality uh, grain-fed beef, U.S. beef. I think uh, still we have a really big opportunity, but challenges, you know, yeah, price. Talk a little bit about the journey from BSC, you know, shutting down U.S. exports to today when you're the top buyer. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's a back to the you know 2013. Uh, I created the member. That's a December 24th, Christmas Eve for us. It's you know yeah the uh, you know uh, announcement you know from United States you know BSC cattle you know founded you know in uh, Washington State I believe. But uh, yeah, at that time you know next day you know totally shut down. Okay, so two years and a half, you know, we uh, we did not have any, you know, U.S. beef. So uh, after, you know, the resumption, it's a big, big challenge for us, you know, because two years and a half, nobody, yeah, nobody knows about, you know, U.S. US beef. So the first, first, you know, our, you know, challenge is, you know, uh, to provide information, you know, how, you know, uh, you know, U.S. beef is safety. Yeah. So, uh, or, or uh, you know, uh, how 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 the procedure of BSC. That's kind of you know now uh, for first stage of education. Then you know, yeah, we uh, you know change to that kind of promotion. Yeah. So uh, you know, make it a positive thing. Okay. And you mentioned 13 participant importers with 21 brands introduced, and you're talking about local U.S. beef producers. So, how are you supporting those importers? Okay, uh, we are supporting that those importers, you know, number one, okay, uh, that's, you know, trade show to, introduce, you know, to, to support, you know, uh, you know, their participation and also introduce, you know, the customers, okay. Customers means, you know, end buyers like, uh, you know, retailers or food service or local, you know, uh, distributors. And also, you know, uh, after, you know, biz- business development, we support, you know, their promotion. That, that's kind of a story to, uh, yeah, inter- introduction and a kind of communication, then a promotion. That's kind of story. Absolutely. Uh, well, talk about the uh, biggest consumers in Japan and what do you feel like the biggest interest in U.S. beef is? You mentioned tongue, but what else is really popular? Tongue and also, uh, you know, uh, you know, chucks. Yeah. Chucks is uh, 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 very popular items, and also shorto plate. That's a naval earlier. That's a you know popular item. Shorto plate is widely you know used for that uh, we call uh, gudon beef ball chain. Yeah, so that's you know very you know uh, big market in, in Japan, and also outside skirt hanging tenders. Those are also very popular in Japan. And is this most for eat at home, or are you seeing this in a lot of restaurants? Yeah, I think it's, you know, yeah, 40%, uh, you know, uh, at home, 60%, you know, uh, food service, okay? But uh, during the, you know, COVID situation, of course, an increasing uh, eat at home, eat at home is increasing, and less, you know, food service. But now, you know, you know uh, food service is recovering. Absolutely. Yama, thank you so much for visiting with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll be talking with Kato and Taz coming up next. Performance Livestock Analytics helps you measure what matters on your cattle operation by helping you make easy work of record keeping. Feed info, health data, financial records, load them up and it's in the cloud, ready and waiting. Need it now? Later? 2.25 in the morning? Anytime, day or night? 
Just open the app, look at the trends, discover opportunities, simplify your data. Numbers are kind of our thing. They can be your thing too. That's Performance Livestock Analytics, and there's strength in numbers. Request your free demo at performancelivestockanalytics.com. The U.S. Meat Export Federation today visiting with Kato. He's the marketing director for USMEF Japan. And you've been talking about pork today. So talk a little bit about the Eat at Home campaign and how all of that got started. Okay. Uh, so we started uh, Eat at Home campaign in uh, 2020, which uh, when the COVID started. So people ate meals at home at, at that time. So we decided to offer small sauce bags to the little stores and little stores can attach the small bags to American pork packages. So we added value to the American pork products and uh, more than 16,000 outlets uh, participated in this campaign last year and their sales volume was uh, 2300 metric ton which is a uh, 15% increased from the previous year so it was a very successful uh, campaign for us and you really had to kind of get creative just like we all did during the middle of covid for ways to reach those consumers right so we think you know we are facing with a headwind right now but we should change uh, we should transform from difficulties or challenges to opportunities. That's why we uh, try to create new values and new value and new opportunities. Absolutely. So what are, do you think, I know you mentioned fried pork and some new opportunities for pork with loin projects. So talk a little bit about future opportunities for pork. Okay. So we, we try to expand our American pork loin con- consumption in Japanese market. That's why we uh, expand. Uh, we try to offer new uh, new uh, menu like fried uh, pr- pork in Japanese market, and we also uh, offer new opportunity to enjoy American pork, which is Porktober. So we we will continue to grow. We will try to grow these uh, new menus and new opportunity in Japanese market. And Porktober is a fantastic idea that you actually took from the U.S., but you're basically showcasing recipes and everything that makes American pork delicious. That's right. So we try to uh, make American pork menus attractive to consumers. That's why uh, we have a a lot of uh, sample tasting and it's important for us to, to make consumers taste delicious American pork. That's, that's uh, we try to uh, offer new menus like pulled pork and also the boneless roast, roast of pork. Well, you had some recipes and some pictures up there that looked pretty tasty. I, I wanted to cook a lot of those. And the fried pork has got to be delicious. That's kind of new. Yes, yes, of course. So... Um, in Japan, fried chicken market is expanded uh, rapidly uh, uh, since COVID, and uh, the, sales, the sales volume uh, increased fifty uh, percent from uh, from the from 2019 before COVID. So I think we can take 
their market share. So we, that's why we started fried pork promotion. And uh, we realized people can enjoy pr uh, fried pork at the uh, uh, Porktober event. And you also have a pretty cool mascot. Tell us about the mascot that, you, that we saw today. Yes. Uh, so we, we created Gochipo character, which is uh, Gochiso American pork. It's a Japanese, but it means a delicious American pork. So we, we think, you know, uh, we can communicate with consumers through the uh, friendly character, Gochipo. And uh, we have uh, the mascot uh, suits or mascot what costume. Say? costume. Yeah. And uh, that costume was be is very popular among uh, consumers, especially kids. Yes. Kids really like uh, Gochipo <laughs> mascot. So, so we, uh, we can uh, communicate with consumers through Gochipo character. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to us a little bit about the tariff being eliminated and how that is impacting the market on the processed pork. Sorry, say, say again, please. The, the tariff has been eliminated, and now you said processed yes. pork is really impacting the market. Yes, yes. So, uh, so processed pork is our important uh, items to promote American pork, especially uh, the tariff is, will be become zero after uh after next year, so we, I think we, we have uh, opportunity, more opportunity to expand American processed pork market in Japan. In Japan. Okay, all right, Kato, thank you so much. Thank you very much. We're at the U.S. Meat Export Federation today, visiting with Taz. She's the Director of Consumer Affairs at USMEF. You were just talking about a really cool promotion that you guys are doing through social media channels. Tell us a little bit about that and how that's impacting. All right, so we have uh, several digital media in Japan office, and which is um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And um, since, and also website. So since we have uh, several platforms, it is great way to communicate consumer directly. So before we have the social media, it was difficult. It was challenging to talk to the Japanese people directly. But these days, we have a wonderful tool, digital media, to communicate consumers directly. Absolutely. Educational web campaign is what, one of the things that you guys did to basically show how U.S. meat is produced. So how did that all come about? So we produced uh, several video clips talking about how U.S. meat are produced and ran those videos on the, our website campaign. And if you want to enter our campaign, they will watch some of them, and they can make entry. And since our videos are very well received by Japanese consumers, we already have uh, more than five million entries, and which is which that means that Japanese consumer very glad to see how our products are produced in the States. And this kind of message is very useful for Japanese, so we would like to keep doing these tactics to communicate consumers. And you mentioned one of the biggest things is making sure that they know where U.S. beef comes from, kind of highlighting the ag producer and the farmer. Yes. The reason why is Japanese consumers know the story behind, because if we don't tell the stories, there is no way that Japanese people learn about how U.S. producers produce. So 
So they need the information from us. So that's why using the video clips and in telling the information through the video is very effective to them. And they are, appreciate that too. Because you mentioned you don't want them to think it's a factory farm because that perception was what we're really trying to change. Yes. Japanese people think that the U.S. product is factory. We don't know why, but uh, they have the factory image. But the, our producer's video can make the change. It takes time. It's not quick. However, we need to promote how U.S. producers produce. And then this is a really key that uh, we always think that uh, we want to connect U.S. producers and Japanese consumers. This is the most important thing. And then we really want these things in our market. Talk a little bit about the, you know, how you wanted the consumers to be not concerned with food loss, because that's one of the biggest things they're worried about, but also sustainability. Yes. The most important thing for Japanese right now is food loss. However, sustainability is very important. So that's why how U.S. meat are produced is very important. And then how much U.S. producers care about the land and water is very important for them. So telling the story is very effective and very important and very valuable for them. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, ruralprosperityok.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and oklahomafarmreport.com.